0: Hey, welcome to The Jennifer O'Brien Show. I'm your host, Jennifer O'Brien. I am really excited this morning. I have a very special guest. Her name is Lauren Davis, and she's coming all the way from Dallas, Georgia. And I'm excited to get her on here today and have a conversation with her, get to know her better. I know she is running for judge in Dallas, and there's so much I don't know, but her story has inspired me. Um, Just the things that she's been through that kind of led her up to this uh, point in her life where she is taking this on. And I can't wait for her to share her story with you all this morning. Welcome to the show, Lauren Davis. Good morning, Lauren. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. It's so exciting to have you on this morning. I've been kind of stalking you from afar, so it's nice to actually get you on here and meet you in person. And I'm really excited to hear your story. so I would love just kind of launch into, you know, where you are today, but kind of what led you to this place?
1: Yeah, so um, so where I'm at today and then what, what led me here is that um, I am running for Dallas County judge, um, which it's in name only. Uh, it's not a judicial position uh, here in Texas. We still call it a commissioner's court and judge, um, but in these big, big counties like Dallas, Tarrant. Harris, and all over, they're, they're large, and they don't have judicial positions, but they're extremely powerful, and we saw that in the pandemic with the current leadership, um, misusing and abusing emergency powers to keep us locked down, squash small business, um, and really mandate people into oblivion, mm-hmm. I would say, and just disrupt our lives, um, and it's hurt our families, our, our children, and our businesses, so I'm part of this national parent movement where we've said we have had enough. I was never in politics, never wanted to be. Um, my husband and I have been together forever. We're small business owners together. We own a chain of barbershops called The Gents Place. We have them all over the country now, which we're so blessed to have grown that business. Um, but that didn't happen in a tyrannical government. That happens in a free America. Mm-hmm. So when when our businesses got shut down and then my kids faced mandates in their public school system, Dallas ISD, I said, um, enough was enough and I'm going to come off the sidelines. I'm going to, you know, I used to volunteer my time in the PTA and different things. And now I'm just taking my, my time and moving it over to County government, which is historically, um, it's just overlooked. You know, you have the national races that everyone focuses on. And then now they've got us on school boards, mm-hmm. but really a lot of this, uh, tyranny and local control happens at the county level. So when I saw that our county judge position was coming up, I said, you know, I'm a business owner, I'm a CEO, that's what this position is. It is CEO of Dallas County. It's administrative, it's taxes, um, it's HR, and our elections are under the commissioner's court. So if we ever wanna have free fair elections, Mm -hmm. uh, we might start focusing on county government, our hospitals, sheriff's department, or jails, courts, the administration and, and um, budgeting is all under this. So I said, you know what, I'm an American. Um, mm-hmm. I qualify b- uh, based on that. And I have a sincere uh, desire to be a servant leader for a county and to ensure that I'm not just fighting for my family anymore. I'm fighting for all the family. So I come with no political experience, which I think is is to my uh, benefit yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah.
0: And I love what you just said, a servant leader. And, you know, more and more you realize there's people that are elected are there to serve the people. And it's been such a flip, right, where it's all of a sudden we're not represented. And um, I think there's been so much corruption. And I love what you said. It's not just, you know, D.C. This is on a local level that even in, you know, local small communities, you're seeing how corrupt um, things have really gotten so mm-hmm. I love that you, yeah, you're, 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 motivated by that. And, um, yeah, just your, your story about your children. I, I love that, how you, you kind of watch that unfold, share a little bit about what you and your children experienced last year.
1: Yeah. So what, um, what gave me the fire in my belly to upend our lives? It's completely, it's completely turned our lives upside down, but in the best way, is that and it was actually this school year it feels like a lifetime ago but this school year um in texas of all places right you think texas is oh it's free and everything's great well it's not so great the alarm needs to be sound if we lose texas we lose the country and we're very much at that tipping point and so my three kids were in public school um, i since have had to pull them so we'll just caveat with that they're not still in this situation that i'm going to explain But at the beginning of the school year, our superintendent, Hinojosa, Michael Hinojosa, decided under the direction of the county judge um, to defy the governor Abbott's order. So our Texas governor ordered GA38 to ban mask mandates in um, the public buildings and public schools. Mm -hmm. And so uh, uh, the current county judge And our superintendent decided to manipulate the whole idea of local control and say, oh, well, if we're going local control, then I have local control. So COVID so bad in Dallas County, I'm going to defy the governor's orders Mm
0: -hmm. and mandate masks. Um,
1: And um, and they were promoting the vaccine in our school system does. I see they're paying kids directly twenty five dollars to get vaccinated. So they're really circumventing the parental rights, right? So whether you agree with masks or not, we all have our opinion. There's um, much, you know, that has come out about them. Um, But regardless, mandating them is a violation of of our individual rights. And then mandating them on my children to access their public school education is a violation of my parental rights. Mm -hmm. And my two children, two out of three of them that affected uh, disproportionately this mandate, have health issues. So, um, my one son, he's in eighth grade, he survived three open heart surgeries. And my daughter who is in fifth grade, um, she has had multiple, um, eye surgeries for a muscle disorder. She has. And, um, she at one time didn't even want to look at herself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. So to go and mask her at this point, eight hours a day just felt like a violation of her entire body and who she is and what, what she's overcome. So we went the first day of school, with no mask my two kids did eighth grade son fifth grade daughter in the same school it's called Mm -hmm. Dealey Montessori it's a Dallas magnet school so it's public school but it's part of kind of a school choice system Mm -hmm. and what happened to them is something we could have just never predicted um yes I knew I was in defiance of an order but I was also following the actual you know order of the governor I'm not even call any of it law because none of it is Mm -hmm. um and that first day, my daughter, who is 11, was put in PE class. They were allowed in the classroom, um, but they, uh, they took her in the PE class and put her behind cones. So, if you can picture um, a line of cones in a quarter of the gym, she had to sit behind those cones while all the other kids played who were masked in front of her. It happened to her three times in one week. Um, and I begged the principal to have a better. A better solution Yeah. Right. like please like certainly something better the PE teacher I believed to be a nice person um let this happen these are this is a school my kids have been in for years mm-hmm. they could have got her and said oh you know babe girl why don't you come to the coach's office and color in a coloring book you mm-hmm. know they left her to be publicly ridiculed wow. um kids called her a Karen um told her she was going to die because she didn't have a mask mm-hmm. I mean just ridiculed her Then, um, if you thought it couldn't get worse, the second week of school, they decided to um, begin to not accommodate my kids, but to break the will of my children and our family. And they removed both of them, uh, both my eighth grader and fifth grader, from the classroom, put them in the library, withheld their education completely. No lessons, no music, no art, no P.E., they weren't even allowed in the cafeteria where all the other kids are unmasked. Wow. And that was in an effort to keep all the regularly masked kids safe from my, you know, disease ridden, you know, COVID caring, perfectly healthy children. Right. Right. I was not sending my kids to school with a sniffly nose or a cough or anything that would make them appear to be any kind of threat. Right. Right at all. And I would never, right. We know as moms, that's Mm -hmm. rule number one, don't send your kids to school when they're sick. Like get it. We've been doing this for years. Um, and so then when that didn't break the will of my children or my family, they decided to build a floor to ceiling plexiglass box or cage around a small corner, elevated corner of the library. And mind you, this is a clear box on full display Um, in the library where all the other kids, they did that to protect all the other kids who wanted to use the library, protect them from mine. So every day, the entire school, which is pre-K through eighth grade is going in like a public humiliation and seeing those are those kids in the box, right? Instilling fear and discussing this. And we had to fight and advocate for them to get any lessons at all. I mean, they were just stuck in there unsupervised. The only person in the library for some time was just the librarian.
0: So they were just trying to put him in there, not give them their lessons or anything, just go sit in this plexiglass box for the whole yes. day? Unbelievable! Yes.
1: Unbelievable. And yeah. so we advocated and we were emailing and saying, like, at least give them their lessons, at least do something. Um, and so they eventually hired a uh, substitute teacher to basically stand guard outside the box. And they just made, yelled at them all day, telling them to be quiet, no talking. Um, and teachers would come by and draw packets of assignments off. And then we advocated again. And eventually teachers started coming in there and giving, giving them some lessons here and there. But it took us completely advocating, advocating, advocating for Mm -hmm. them over and over to get any kind of resources. Yeah. Um, And then when that didn't, uh, you know, that didn't do it, we decided to go down the exemption route, um, you know, and get an exemption. And so they, the school held on to our doctor's notes for, I think it was about six weeks Mm
0: -hmm. until
1: they did anything. They eventually let them back into the cafeteria before we um, got an exemption. And during that time, they allowed intense bullying to go on. I had a fifth grade boy walk up to my daughter and, you know, yell at her angrily, you deserve to die. And then followed her out to the playground and told her again, you deserve to die. Wow. And the school did nothing. Unacceptable behavior. Um, it So it was unbelievable. Um, we eventually, through the 504 disability process, so they were trying to bury us in paperwork. Um. We won the right for our kids to go back to class with no separation. The school continually tried to keep them separate Mm -hmm. and segregate them and, and give them, you know, a different learning environment. And, uh, they gave them 504 status. And so therefore by federal law, they could not do that. Mm -hmm. And when our kids went back to class, like the children in my daughter's class cheered, they were so excited to have their classmate back. These kids, know Mm -hmm. that what was happening was wrong Mm -hmm. um but then the bullying just went through the roof through the roof the community turned on us parents were calling up there saying they didn't want their kids to sit next to the davis kids my daughter was um having to ask her friends to ask parents to write in permission for them to sit next to her in the cafeteria so she had classmates come up to her and say I'm sorry my parents won't let me sit next to you and the school was asking for this to be done and allowing it to happen
0: don't you have to take your mask off to eat and drink I mean that makes no sense it's just insane it's insane it was to break the will of our family and my yeah. kids well, and just it was, not to stand against. Yeah. It, it, it's, we're going to make a mockery out of you and your family if you go against this.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just so clear and you know, where we're at today with it is, um, you know, my kids ended up being, uh, you know, I pulled two of them out to homeschool, had an older child who eventually went without a mask in high school. They did a public high school. They did nothing. When he went out without a mask, at first, he didn't want to stand out and be treated like his uh, siblings were. And then he eventually was like, this is so ridiculous. I don't want to wear it. And we said, we support you. He didn't wear it. Nothing happened to him. But he was getting messages from friends or, or former classmates at that school. He also went to saying your mom should go kill herself um, F your mom um so he was getting harassed too wow so we eventually pulled him so they're all out of the public school system um my son and my daughter they were trying to get them suspended and put in alternative school it became very apparent that we had teachers accusing my son of things he did not do in order to get him in trouble they were pulling him in what i call interrogating him without my permission in the principal's office um, trying to get him to admit to to things that he didn't do. I mean, it was just insane. Mm-hmm. So we realized we cannot keep them safe. But it was so upsetting because my kids have been in this community. My son's in eighth grade. He's been there since first grade. We've com- mm-hmm. committed our time and our money mm-hmm. um, and coached teams and supported and did all the things that parents mm-hmm. are supposed to do. And this school system just chewed us up and spit us out because we didn't fit their political narrative. I mm-hmm. mean, we lost our entire community. Um, it just completely brought us to our knees. My kids lost every friend that they had. Mm-hmm. Parents wouldn't even sit next to us on the bleachers at soccer games.
0: So when this is happening, I mean, is it being covered on a local level? I mean, are, are they showing up? Like what kind of, what's happening in your community? Were you being talked about on the local news? I mean, anything... I mean, I know you since forth have come out to tell your story, but prior to mm-hmm. this, I mean, what's your day-to-day like? Are, is, is the news covering this? Are you being called for interviews?
1: Yeah. So no, the news wasn't covering it until, um, a group of moms, you know, got together who had heard my story. I had gone around, you know, I tried to work everything I could every Avenue, mm-hmm. um, before I went public with this story. I mean, hundreds of emails to the school board. I went down to the school board talking about it. I did everything I could, filed complaints with the Texas education agency. I did everything I could before I went public with the story because I did not want to have to broadcast this everywhere. But when I realized the intention behind what was happening, I was like, well, people have to know about this. And especially it's happening in Texas of all places. Mm -hmm. So a group of moms and grandparents got together and protested the school. And so people caught wind of that and that caused a huge ruckus the uh, all of the families who were intolerant and hating of us for what um, happened in the school, mm-hmm. um, started making up stories and lies and, and called the police. So uh, a huge protest happened and the news covered, covered that, um, there was 10 cop cars out, you know, with the typical narrative of, you know, um, these dangerous protesters. And it was a bunch of (laughs) stay at home moms and, and, uh, grandparents. Soccer moms. Yeah. Yeah. Soccer moms who were like, you know, stop the abuse. There's kids in cages and dealing. And, you know, people were so offended by that. It was a completely peaceful protest. Um, it happened to be a day that I went down for the first time ever to the Texas Senate and, um, and, uh, uh, Spoke on the floor against mandates in the third special session, so it was mm-hmm. starting to get really active and mm-hmm. say, "I've got to participate in this system if we're ever going to make any change." So you know, it wasn't really covered. Um, Dallas ISD here is one of the largest school districts. It's extremely corrupt, um, and it's hard to to get any real information out about what's happening in these school districts.
0: Wow! So, mm-hmm. so that so that's kind of what catapulted you. Like what, at what point Mm -hmm. are you like, I've got to run for, for judge. I've got to go and, and not just, you know, it it, was it a motivator seeing what your kids had Mm -hmm. to go through and you're like, no way I got to step in. I mean, what was that moment where you're like, I'm going to do it?
1: Yeah, there, there was, um, there was a few defining moments. And, and one is I saw the, um, what I call the underbelly of the beast. I saw what these mandates did to my community. Um, I lost friends that I vacationed with, um, that I uh, w- uh, went to happy hour with, like just a regular everyday mm. mom. And these mm. people who knew my heart and knew who I am and know that I'm a loving, volunteering, community-involved you know, involved person, they turned on me. So I saw the evil. Mm. Um, of what just mandates were doing to communities i experienced that and when i wasn't getting any justice for my kids i couldn't find a lawyer for them at a time like i just wasn't getting any justice i said fine and i said i'm going to step up so this position the original person in the primary had a really contentious primary um with our republican party here there, the dallas isd which this is a total god thing i don't believe in coincidences at all mm-hmm. he was like i i'm stirring in your heart to do this but you're not moving you're not moving because like all good callings i tried to say no i'm too busy i've got the kids i'm stressed yeah right i was like no, Just no, of no. excuses yeah 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 know. <laughs> yeah, And um, every time I was saying no, I was getting sick to my stomach. So then God made it real clear, real clear what the fight was. So the Dallas ISD school board trustee who was over my kid's school, Mm -hmm. who I had been down at the school board calling out saying you're violating my parental rights, was the one who stepped up in the Republican Party to run for Dallas County judge. And I said, hold on a second. What? I know who that guy is. Yeah. He voted for the mandates in the schools. He is not gonna hold the line on our individual liberties. So I said, Right, oh, okay, God, you're funny. <laughs> yeah. You're funny. Um, okay, fine. If if this you made it real clear that no mm-hmm. one was gonna hold the line. Mm-hmm. Um and I looked over my shoulder, I'm looking around, talked to my husband and talked to my family, and I said, I feel like God's choosing me. He's picking me, he's calling mm-hmm. me up. And mm-hmm. um, I made a commitment um with the kids' ordeal at the school that if I thought it was of God, I'd say yes. Cause there were some moments in in my struggle with the kids that brought me to my knees as a mom, that brought me to my knees, uh, all of us as a family. Um, and I'll tell you one one story about that. I was completely alone. There was a there was a moment in time which we should all know when we're gonna take a stand is that we're going to be alone for a moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when God asked us to put it all on the table. And sacrifice. Um, But what he'll bring is an army of people that you can Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs)
1: never pick yourself. And so I was completely alone. Um, I'm sitting in front of a grocery store, needing to go in late at night to buy Gatorades and such. I'm like the team mom of my oldest son's cross country team. Mm -hmm. And um, my kids are suffering. I'm suffering. My whole family's suffering midway through this battle in the schools. And I literally am crying uh saying like am i doing the right thing um mm-hmm. this feels terrible mm-hmm. um i can't believe people have turned on me you know god like help like help i feel so alone this feels so bad can you just give me anything that says i'm not alone because i just feel like i'm lost here yeah and in that moment a mom from this school that i'd never met mm-hmm. from delhi texted me and said hi You don't know me, but my son is in your daughter's class. And I basically just want you to know you're not alone. And I hear some rumblings. I want to know the truth. Would you be willing to meet with me? And I was like, wow, like on demand right there. So I met Mm -hmm. her the next day. We talked for hours Mm -hmm. and she goes, I just feel really called to see if you want to do a prayer walk around the school. Mm -hmm. And I said, I've never done one before.
0: Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And from
1: that moment on, from that, yes, from that meeting, God just came in and filled my life with these warrior moms, the moms that went and protested the school, the ones, mm-hmm. the moms that had my back.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, like a, an army of people in my life. Yeah. That I could have never assembled myself.
0: Yeah. Like, don't do you feel like the mama bears have been awoken? You know what I mean? I get yes. this vibe and I'm seeing it. You know, I, I know what you're dealing with in Dallas, but I'm seeing it happening here in the um, metro Atlanta area. I see a lot of moms stepping in and these are moms mm-hmm. like yourself. They don't have any previous experience in politics or any legislation, you know, none of this is all new, but they feel called to step in and because we've seen so much corruption and it, it can only be the hand of God that I believe is, is stirring the hearts of mama bears all over the world, especially here in our nation, to to step up and step in. And that's incredible story. So you're sitting there, you're crying out to God, you're, you know, and 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 that text comes through. Um, and now look at you. I mean, so I, I believe you guys have already gone through the primaries there in Dallas. Is that correct?
1: Yes. And that was another god thing. So I'm up against uh, The you know what you could call like the establishment or typical politician, mm-hmm. right? This man was the Dallas ISD school board trustee. He had the backing of all the typical people yeah. in in um in Dallas, and I filed on the last day. So th- well, I'll put the time frame for you. you. Can so you can see how God showed up and yeah said, And people said that, and I said precisely that's why I'm going to do it. The miracle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I filed on December thirteenth, the last day. Uh, I had my website up about mid-January, so about a month later, early voting started Valentine's Day, February 14th, Mm -hmm. and election day for primaries was March 1st. So in about six weeks, I was able to mobilize all of these amazing moms doing meet and greets three and four times a day, Mm -hmm. raised about $250,000 by the grace of God to wow. To support and run this campaign, people from all walks of life coming to join the movement, and we came out of that primary winning two to one. Wow.
0: I mobilized
1: nearly seventy percent of the vote Amazing. in a month.
0: Wow! Well, we that can deployed,
1: yeah. We deployed seventeen hundred signs, literally within a month.
0: Wow! It
1: was a Full on miracle and, um, we call it the truth wave. People just resonated with everything we had been through, um, what my kids had been through, um, what we were willing to sacrifice in order to fight for our rights as parents and fight for the individual rights of my children. Um, you know, it was just a true, um, a true living example of what we're all up against at some point. If it hasn't hit you yet or hit your community, your head might be in the sand Mm -hmm. um, or um, maybe you're just lucky and it hasn't, it hasn't hit your community, but I tell you it is coming and Mm -hmm. we're all going to be brought to our knees. I had said the other day I was brought to my line and people were like, no, you're brought to your knees. And I said, yeah, we're all going to be brought to our knees and asked, to do something, anything that might be hard conversations in your community. It might be making a public stand. It might be fighting the mandates within your workplace, but we're not coming out of this untouched.
0: Oh, no. Well, to me, I I have felt um, being a Christian five years ago looks so different than being a Christian today. Mm -hmm. Um, There are certain things I just would leave off the table. I'd be like, we yeah. don't talk about that. We don't talk about politics. We don't, we're just going to talk about Jesus and we're going to keep it there. And now I feel like being a Christian mother and and, and wife and woman in 2022, I, I don't know how you cannot have the conversation. You know, it it's to, yeah. the evil is so in our faces that we have to as Christian moms and 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 you know, not just mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, the family. Family, we have to step in and and have the conversation and talk about the elephant in the room that is coming after our families, our children, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to not do that anymore. I was I was always trained you just left certain things mm-hmm. out of the conversation. Now I don't know how to to be quite honest with you,
1: yeah, I think it's impossible. No. And I was never one. I was just an everyday rule follower, go along to get along. Mm-hmm. And that just slapped me in the face, um, personally and as a family. And I think it's really interesting because, you know, we do or are told that, you know, politics. And, um, you know, religion should stay separate. But I don't think that's possible anymore because we need to start electing leaders based on our values. Mm -hmm. And, you know, freedom is the most basic human right. Um, And I think we've experienced what a world looks like for a brief time without some of these rights. And they're God given, Mm -hmm. not government given. And so some of this erosion of our foundation has allowed Um, society to go too far. And that hurts Mm -hmm. all people, Mm -hmm. right? It's not like just because I disagree with maybe your lifestyle based on my religious views, or my my foundation, doesn't Mm -hmm. mean I hate you. Doesn't Mm -hmm. mean I think you deserve less in society. But I don't have to agree with you to love you. And I think that conversation has been hijacked. I think we're allowing a very Small minority of intolerant people to control a narrative around yeah. Christianity and allowing our pastors and ourselves as Christians to sit on the sidelines. Because when we fight for our rights as Christians, we are fighting for the rights of the Jewish community too. Yes, like let's not pretend like this is separate. A human right, right is a human right. It's a creator, right? Um, it's a creator given right, and um, and we've allowed a culture, um, to, to separate us from that. And I think, um, it is the mama bear movement, but I I also want to give a huge shout out because it's also my husband's birthday today. Um,
0: Um,
1: my husband, Ben and I have been together since we were 16 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, we've practically raised our ourselves together, right? We've gone through ups and downs in our marriage and, um, and stuck it out because we wanted to have a good sound family and that comes from a two-parent household Mm -hmm. because this is really hard to raise kids and especially when they go through the trauma that my kids have gone through it takes it takes two parents to help them through that because sometimes Mm -hmm. it's me on deck and sometimes it's him on the problem
0: yeah Yeah. and
1: um and it's what is the base of a healthy family is a solid marriage and Mm -hmm. um you know, when we stepped out and have gone through this journey, this awakening, it started with me, right? I bought my con about the constitution for the family, I bought the Federalist papers, I started learning and teaching and then spreading that knowledge to the family. Yes. And we've all come along together. And um without a strong husband in the house, without a strong father figure, I would never be able to step out as a mother. So although this is a mama bear movement, it does not mm. happen without strong men. Amen. Um, and it's just a different kind of war. I think back to the mm-hmm. World War II days, they were shipping our strong men off because the war was somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And now the war has come into the home. Yes. And it is a natural position of the mother. It is it is hitting our maternal instincts um, to to fight and defend our family like the mother bear, right? That's mm-hmm. the mama bear. Right. But that is that is not to discount the men. My husband has been so strong behind me. He was supporting me through this fight with the Dallas IC because he writes some fierce emails. So he was, I was telling him what was happening. I was Mm -hmm. fighting on the front. He was sending the emails in the background. You were, we were talking every day. We were processing together Mm -hmm. with the children. I could not have done this alone. Yes. And, you know, I think sometimes as women, you know, and some of this feminist movement, we feel like. We have to do it alone to be a strong woman Mm -hmm. um, or a strong mother, but it's not the case. And and heaven forbid all the single mothers out there that have to do this alone. Right, But there are strong men and my husband was one of them. And for him to let me have the front to run for judge, I've been asked that. How Mm -hmm. come your husband didn't run Mm -hmm. or, you know, I've had some of the misogynistic comments, you know, you're, you're a woman, you're an angry mom. I'm like, I'm an activated mom. I'm a fired up mom. (laughs) I mean, I I guess you call me angry. I have every right to be angry. Yes. Um, but strong men are going to support us as a, uh, a community of mama bears, but this war is in the family.
0: Yes, um,
1: it's a spiritual battle.
0: Absolutely, and
1: um, we're all being called. You yeah, know? and you might be denying it. Right? We all right. deny it.
0: Well, I, I think we're it's it's called. scary. It's overwhelming. I'll be honest. Like I've I've spent the last two years seeing it, and then it's mm-hmm. like I can't. There's no way this I could take this on. And I started. I will tell you my my moment where it's like I can't take another blue pill and go back to sleep was the truckers. I'm like, wait a second. They're doing this up in Canada. This is happening everywhere. They're just, you know, they're, they're, they're just stripping our rights away. And I was like, I'm not going to go back to sleep. I'm going to start saying things and, and, and doing this differently because I, this is not Lauren Davis's battle. This is our battle. We all have to step up and whatever, I believe God's given us all different gifts and abilities. And maybe somebody's not going to run, you know, for office, yeah. but we can support them. I mean, I'm going out. I went in canvas last week. I don't even know what this stuff is. Like people were asking me questions. I was probably that the, the ladies numbers are actually going down because I don't, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, I don't know, Just read the little flyer I'm handing you, but I'm trying, I'm trying to show up. I'm trying to learn as much as I can, as fast as I can. I feel a little late to the game, but it's not stopping me from saying and supporting those that are going to step into these positions. Um, so, yeah. And I love what you said. It does. It, it's so important. The male role in the home, the nuclear family mm-hmm. is such a gift from God. And unfortunately the attack is on the family and it's slowly mm-hmm. been tearing down the men in our country that, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's not much left of a man in these days. And mm-hmm. it does take a strong godly man to support, um, his wife. So I kudos to your husband, um, that he is supporting you because Mm -hmm. I I think that is such an important aspect of, of something you didn't just gloss over. You really wanted to make that point, how important it is to have godly men in the home. Um, and our country has done a really good job through social media, through the narrative, the mainstream media Mm -hmm. to really downplay the role of the father and the husband. Um, so I love that, that you are leading with that and making sure to, to touch on that. Cause I think it is important. Um, even yeah, though we don't, of... go ahead. yeah,
1: we don't do anything by ourselves in life, right? Nothing. And, and stepping out and taking a stand or any of this is, is not to be done alone. I did it with a, with an army, um, that God brought me of mama bears that gave me the strength and gave me the word to even run for Dallas County judge. I could never have done it without yeah. people supporting me. And then the other person was my husband and, you know, and we should give credit. And then you truly to, you know, my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ is the one who gave me the ultimate strength to withstand all the arrows because I mean, we had, I have never had so many vile things said about me um, online. Mm-hmm. Um, we had letters. This is before I was running for judge. We had the letters mailed to all of our businesses, spreading lies about us, trying to ruin us materially. I've had one of my best friends that was like mm-hmm. a sister to me, completely turn on me, um, uh, completely turn on me and, um, become my enemy. So this is not without consequence. Sure. So that's why you need, you need husband behind you or you need the group of moms behind you you need support Mm -hmm. because taking a stand or stepping out of your comfort zone going to block walk and canvas like you were talking about it takes support and sometimes we'll be at a time in our life where all we have is um is your creator right sometimes it's just him sure and then sometimes Um. you're gifted with with a bunch of people but you've got to do it anyways i've never been in politics i've never block walked Mm -hmm. until i did it for myself i never put a political sign in my yard Mm -hmm. until i put my sign in the yard Mm -hmm. this is going to be a first for a lot of us and we just have to do something to do nothing is right something in the wrong direction yeah yeah anything anything going out like you did and said i didn't know how to do it but i did it anyways like (laughs)
0: we're learning as we go we're learning like i i went to i took a constitution class last week i'm like i i didn't understand half of it but i'm like i'm i want to learn i want to learn um so many things that it was like you know there there was a time in a season that it wasn't really required i don't believe we you know maybe maybe we should have been paying attention then but that's okay god is waking us all up never too late yeah and he's like hello and you know what it it if you were ever unclear of, of the evil, now it's so in your face. Um, we, we don't, it's not disguised. It's not hidden. It's in your face. Mm -hmm. And I love that you have picked up, uh, or the baton and you're going for it. And you're like, you you know, you're, you're making uh, the strides and you're, 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 you're going out and you're raising awareness. And, um, I think there is a boldness and a courage um, that God is willing to give us through His Holy Spirit power in this hour, and I 100% believe that is upon you, and working through you. So I and and you you just touched on it. Um. So it it seems like your faith is probably the core of what's driving you. Um. Mm-hmm. In this hour, um. The Bible is so clear. You know, Jesus was like, Hey, they hated me. They're going to hate you. They persecuted me. They're going to persecute you. Um tell me what that means for you and what you've been through. Um, like you said, receiving these letters and the smear campaign and on all the stuff and losing a, a best friend. Uh, what does that meant to you now when you read that and God's word? Gosh, yeah, I've seen him show up in my
1: life in a way that's just been undeniable. So it is just me saying yes, that's all he wants us to do. He's not requiring. Perfection, um, and I think that's been shown. I'm far from a perfect mother or a perfect wife. He just wants us to say yes and have faith. He wants you to be willing to risk everything materially, right? We we risk everything mm-hmm. um, to stand up for what we believed in and to protect our children. And that's all he wants from us is to say yes. And that doesn't discount hard work. So sometimes when people think of faith um, at least I did in the past and in, in my growing in in my faith, mm-hmm. um, is that, Oh, what does that even mean? Like, what does that feel like? What is that to say? Yes. And it means yes. And then move <laughs> not. Yes. And then sit and wait for God to just bestow all these gifts on you. You have mm-hmm. to say yes. And then you have to be a warrior and move in life. And, um, and I really learned um, what it meant to give it The glory to god heard that statement before but when you really say yes like in your heart when you're really like okay if i go to zero in life zero friends zero social network zero dollars Mm -hmm. and i say yes on my knees and then get up the next day and go hard and work and continue to say yes God will show up. And that's where I learned the true meaning of give it the glory to God. Cause Mm -hmm. I'm going clearly is not me and my humanity. (laughs) Yeah, I can't win two to one. I myself, my humanity cannot win two to one. Mm -hmm. It's the Holy spirit speaking through me. It's the fire and the energy that burns in me. That's way beyond my human capacity. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't think of another way to say it. It's like, Mm -hmm. thank you, God. Thank you, God. And it's just just getting to truly experience that. um, I'm going to say probably for the first time in my adult life, like the gravity of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it only came when I was willing to give up everything. And I did. I suffered for a while. I was alone. I was crying. It was hard. It was not easy. Right. Um, And that persecution is real. But what I learned is to have my identity in Christ. I learned that for real this time, not like, oh, you know, I don't care what weight I am and I'm not going to diet anymore. Like we've been all through these superficial phases. Yeah. Um, I really, um, I really learned what it meant to have your identity in Christ. It means like no matter what something is said about me or what someone does is that I'm always a child of God, period. And I'm going to hang right there because that's what I was left with.
0: That's Um, awesome. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, you You know, it's, it's, it's inspiring to hear because I, like you said, I think a lot of warriors are waking up and it's like, what do I do? What do I do? And it, this is helping to kind of now na- help them navigate that there is going to be a season and a moment where you're, it's hard and you're crying and you feel alone, but you keep going anyway. And you say, yes, giving up everything. So, I, I, you know, as we're kind of wrapping this up, what do you, what is, what are the next few months looking like? When is the election for you all there? And, and what do you have coming, you know, uh, up in the future with everything that you're?
1: Yeah. So, out? running a campaign is like running a whole business. I mm-hmm. see why they're so expensive. You know, it's one big, marketing budget, right? I have to get my message out. I got to get my name out. So I'm, you know, coming up that learning curve, assembling, um, a great team, um, um, by the grace of God, every step of the way, um, praying every day for his guidance in this, because, you know, uh, the political game is a very corrupt game. It, It is the purest form of power here on earth. I mean, people try to buy the power, the access to politicians, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this has been very humbling and very eye-opening. So, the the election is on the midterms, um, like a, it is across the country. So, November 8th, I believe, okay. is the date. And so, I'm just building an army, building the war chest. Um, you know, donations matter. I never always like, why does it cost so much money? Well, it's marketing, you know, mm-hmm. mailers to homes are expensive. Getting on media is expensive. So it's mm-hmm. always, it's always so humbled and grateful for opportunities like you're giving me to get my message out there
0: mm-hmm. um, without
1: having to pay for it. Um, so it's really just laying the groundwork, getting into the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a servant leader. That's just my nature. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to all parts of Dallas County, 2.7 million people. Wow. I'm trying to get to. It's a huge uphill battle, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think God called me here um, for any other reason to, but to go straight to the people in all communities. Mm-hmm. I'm running on the Republican ticket um, and there's certain parts of Dallas County that's never met a Republican because they write it off like oh, they're Democrat, they, you know they don't they don't want to hear the message and I'm encouraging people to vote on their values, um, mm-hmm. to set party uh, lines aside. Mm-hmm. and um, really focus in on who who matches your belief system and maybe they're the best candidate and one who really cares about the people and not about political favors so um i've got a i've got a lot of hard work that's to yeah. my point when you say yes to god that doesn't mean you're gonna sit back and be like beach oh, now. yeah like, if i said yes you know it's all over no yeah <laughs> like battleground every day. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'll be working hard, getting into the community, volunteering, um, Mm -hmm. just getting out there and spreading the word um, of truth. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, by God's grace and God's will, uh, it'll resonate November 8th. So Mm -hmm. hard work. So yeah, you have my (laughs) my website up. So I appreciate that. Yes.
0: Dallas. Davis Davis for Dallas.
1: Dallas. Yeah. And it's it's the number number four.
0: four. Davis number four and then Dallas.com. And then that links, you know, to, for financial support, just to see your story. I know you've been interviewed on several, several, um, networks and, uh, just pictures of the pe- plexiglass and the cones and the, in the, um, PE room. And so, um, I, I love your story and I, and I, I know God doesn't waste our pain. He doesn't waste the pain mm-hmm. in our stories. And I, and I hope that your story will continue to resonate with people, um, across Dallas and I'm going to be praying for a victory for you and your family. So once, uh, you know, you, you, things work out and, and you are judge, what does that look like? What, what, uh, how many years do you stay on and, and what will that commitment look like for you and your family moving forward?
1: Yes, it's a four year term. Mm-hmm. So it is going to be a lot of hard work for our whole family. Um, you know, but I can't imagine doing anything else with, with my time. So it's a full-time job yeah um it is going to be hard work and i don't know how to work 40 hours a week i more work 60 hours a week and you know try to you know integrate the kids and the family into that we're entrepreneurs there's not a lot of separation between our our work and passions and in our life so um i'm excited to to really get in there and see the inside of our local government Mm -hmm. and um be in a position a leadership a leadership position to really affect change so four years, God willing.
0: And, um, I think I can get a lot, a lot done in that time. I do too. I do too. Well, thank you so much. I, best of luck and prayers for you and your family. And I would love to circle back and check in with you. Um, you know, when, when you get through it and, and, and you get started and rolling up those sleeves and getting busy for the people in Dallas. So thanks for coming on and sharing your story. I hope you've inspired a lot of mama bears to wake up. And if there's some papa bears just to, you know, get out there and support and continue to know that we, we need, God needs, God wants to use all of us in this hour, in this time. And, um, well, best of luck to you and your family. And I thank appreciate you. your time and please check out davisfordas.com support, uh, Lauren, any way you can. So thank you so much. And we'll check back with you hopefully to have some good news come November. Yes. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you.